This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Keys with your host, Anthony Kinjemi. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Keys. I'm Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group. And we are so happy that you are joining us this morning for another episode of Retirement Keys. I think we have a we have a really good show for you this morning. So we thank you for tuning in. We have our fabulous co-host with us, Mr. Tony Shore. And so we're so happy to have him. We really couldn't do the show without him. Tony, thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me on your show, Anthony. It's great to be here. I've had a wonderful week. Really, I got to visit my parents, which I hadn't done for a while, which is good, and spend some time with them. And that's great. And my grandfather just turned 100 and he's going strong. Anthony, you wouldn't believe it. He's he's as good as ever. Uh, he drives. He still drives. He quilts. He paints. He rebuilds engines in his shop, still works around wow. the farm. So uh, happy birthday to Grandpa Bob, Robert Shore, my grandfather, who turned 100 this week. Well, you know, you said one word that jumped out at me that uh, I really think has a lot to do with that, and that was farm. And, you know, I when I think about, yep, you know, when I think about my clients down here in uh, some of the more rural parishes, like in Lafouche and Terrebonne Parish, and especially ones that have they call them arpents down there. Um, it's 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 equivalent to an acre, but they'll have like these forty arpent um, tracts of land. And a lot of our clients have these, you know, forty arpents. Goes from like the road to the back, and they and they have you know big gardens and cows and you know and they really all always cutting grass and and bush hogging and all the things that you do to keep up with the land, you know, and, uh, and fresh vegetables and fresh eggs and fresh. And I'll tell you, I think there's something to the outdoors and, and doing that kind of work. And you mentioned your grandfather's on a farm. So, you know, he's out there, you know, doing the things that are necessary to maintain the farm. And I, I really think there might be a little secret in that, you know, as to why people that do live on land like that and have to work out there on the land uh, live so long. You think there's something to that? Yeah, I think there is definitely something to that. And I mean, part of it stems from actual physical work that you're actually uh, working, keeping going, and they're driven. Usually those people are driven and hard workers. So uh, I think that does play into it. I, I mean, I really do. And he's his, he's still mentally sharp and can still drive a vehicle at 100. It's amazing. In fact, there were a couple of newspapers. He lives on the farm up in Minnesota, uh, the family farm, but uh, his farm. But uh, that he's had a couple of newspapers and TV stations come out because he is an amazing person. He does woodwork. He quilts. He takes pictures. He paints. Uh, he still re he was rebuilding a generate gas generator for a neighbor. So 
and he looks about the same as he did when he was 65. As he does when he's 100, he outlived two wives. So what an amazing story there. And, you know, we talk about longevity and retirement on the show. So uh, I think it plays into that. But, uh, Anthony, I know you've been busy, and you also have a great topic for us today. I mean, it is tax season, right? It is. It's tax season, and I think it's a very timely topic, of course, that we talk about taxes. So I am excited about the uh, the topic today on our show. And, uh, and you know, but just uh, uh, as another final thought about your grandfather there, Tony, you know, a lot of times success leaves clues, you know, and, That's and right. when, when you stay active and you, you keep your body active and you keep your mind active, you mentioned that he keeps his mind active. And I can just say that, you know, the clients that I have that are in their 90s, late 80s and 90s, it's interesting. But, you know, it's pretty, pretty universal that that they're all, you know, to, to live to those good ages with a quality of life. They are very active people. And um, and uh, so, you know, they, they stay they keep their mind active and sharp. And so sure. I just think that that's so important. You know, when we think of retirement planning, we talk about financial planning, obviously taxes, income planning and all of this. And all of that, of course, is very important. But it's also important to have a, a lifestyle that's going to be conducive to a, a you know to a a, a a healthy retirement and an enjoyable retirement. So that's a great example for us, Tony. So thank you for sharing that about your grandfather. And yes, I am looking forward to talking today uh, about taxes. The name of the show, as you know, is um, "Are You Ready for Tax Season?" So that is the topic of the show, and I'm so happy that we're able to do it today, Tony. Yeah, and I think this is the perfect time of year, obviously, to talk about taxes. And while I'm sure some people out there listening today may have already filed, I'd be willing to bet most haven't. So hopefully we can give folks some good insight today. And, you know, with the COVID-19 vaccine slowly making their way across the country now, what could be a bigger sigh of relief for people than, number one, filing your taxes and getting your vaccine? So uh, that's something to look forward to. Now, how do you want to get us started today? Well, Tony, let's start by looking at uh, potential tax breaks for folks in their 50s and uh, 60s. You know, a recent U.S. News and World Report article titled 10 Tax Breaks for People Over 50 has some really uh, terrific information while your 50s and 60s may mean you're moving a little slower than you were in your 20s, the good news is there's uh, some real financial advantages to being in that age bracket. Uh, as the article notes, once you turn 50, and especially when you hit 65, you may get a bigger standard deduction uh, and you could potentially earn more before you even have to file a tax return. Additionally, if you're older than 50, you may be able to defer taxes or perhaps avoid them altogether on the money you're using for retirement and health savings. So there's there's advantages there, Tony. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not really, um, you know, reviewing uh, the, the different uh, potential uh, tax savings and advantages you may have, you may be missing out on them. Well, yeah, and you, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to miss out. Now, you said something about a, a standard deduction. I like the sound of that. What is that? Well, 
I do too, Tony. As long as long as you don't itemize what you're deducting, you can utilize a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 or older. So as an example, the current standard deduction for seniors is $1,650 more than the deduction for people younger than 65 who file as an individual. Married couples can bump up their standard deduction by $1,300 if one spouse is at least 65 and $2,600, so double, if both spouses are 65. So, and as you know, Tony, the standard deduction is so is critical to utilize because it's really a dollar for dollar write-off. You know, if you get an extra, you know, $2,000 on your standard deduction as an example, you're writing that right off of your taxable income. So you don't you save the taxes on that. So it's a big part of a, a you know, of um really leveraging your your tax return. Yeah. Well, and you also mentioned a larger filing threshold. Tell us more about that and what that means. Sure, Tony. So those who are 65 or older can have a gross income as much as $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. That's $1,650 more than younger workers. For married couples, the threshold is $27,500 if both spouses are 65 or older, uh, and it's $26,100 if at least one of the spouses is 65 or older. So you should note, however, that even if you're below the filing requirement, you may still want to file a tax return so that you can qualify for any potential tax credits or refunds or anything that might have been withheld. So a lot of times people say, well, I don't need to file, but yet some, you know, they might have had some taxes withheld on them from some income they might have been receiving. And then therefore they've got a refund coming to them. So, so it's really important to look at that closely before you just arbitrarily say, you know, you don't need to file. Right. And I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here when I say that taxes can be really confusing. I mean, some of this stuff you can get really deep in the weeds with all the tax laws. And I mean, all those rules and requirements. So if you have, haven't already, I think you want to work closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, because they likely have a wealth of experience and insight when it comes to taxes and can work alongside your CPA. Uh, don't take on the tax man alone, I guess is what I'm saying here, Anthony. Uh, absolutely, Tony. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. And another place folks uh, who are 65 or older may find some relief in is the property taxes. First, we should note that property tax regulations differ considerably depending on the state and the municipality that you're in. But in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold may be able to take advantage of property or school tax relief. So you want to be careful to research the property and school district taxes in your community to make sure you're taking advantage of all the potential tax breaks. Uh, it may mean you have to fill out some extra paperwork, but it'll be well worth it if it helps you save a few bucks on your taxes. Right. Uh, obviously. And I think that's really important. And, you know, we've talked a lot so far about tax breaks for people who are 65 or older, but I know there are also some potential tax strategies for younger people, right? 
There definitely is, Tony. For example, once you turn 50, you can funnel an extra $1,000 into your IRA for the total of $7,000 in 2021. Additionally, a worker in their 50s who's in the 24% tax bracket and who maxes out an IRA would save $1,680 on their current tax bill. So six, almost $1,700, Tony, of a direct savings by being able to contribute uh, to your IRA. Yeah. Well, and that's huge. I mean, uh, that's really good. Now, 401k catch-ups also begin at age 50. Isn't that right? That's exactly right, Tony. Workers who are 50 or older can defer income taxes on their uh, additional uh, $6,500 in their 401k than the younger workers. So they have an extra $6,500 they can add if they're 50 or older than their younger uh, counterparts. And remember, taxes on your 401k aren't due until you begin taking withdrawals. So it's a way to really put sock away into your 401k and get the tax benefits by putting it in there. And then when it comes out later on for retirement, you can structure the distribution uh, in a way to be very tax efficient as well. So it's just a great tool, Tony. Yeah, it really is. That's really good. And I think this has been a great show so far, but we should take a quick break. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, I just want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Of course, this is tax season. And really, uh, there's a lot that you can do, frankly, right now, even for your 2020 tax return. So you can still make contributions for 2020. Uh, there's Roth opportunities. So I would just encourage you before you get your taxes done, give our office a call. Let us let us do a review, a tax review that we do uh, with our partners so we can see if there's any tax savings uh, potentials that you may have. And as always, we really just think that tax planning is a, is an overall piece of any sound retirement plan. And we just encourage you, if you don't have a formal retirement plan and you'd like to get a second opinion, take advantage of this special offer. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi of Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering a complimentary gourmet dinner and retirement planning workshop, the five keys to a stress-free retirement. This is one workshop you won't want to miss. Call in the next 20 minutes for this no-cost offer. Seating is limited. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. And welcome back to Retirement Keys with our host, Anthony Kinjemi. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And today we're talking about how you can get yourself ready for tax season. And, you know, Anthony, I think filing for taxes can really be a source of anxiety for a lot of people, but especially self-employed people. I think there's something to be said for having money just taken out of your paycheck. And that's a luxury that uh, most self-employed people don't have. So what are some of the options for these folks when it comes to tax deductions? You know, Tony, the good news is there are a number of uh, potentially and very good options. Uh, an Investopedia article titled 15 Tax Deductions and Benefits for the Self-Employed has some outstanding information. For example, if you're self-employed, 
your internet and phone bills are a good place to start. Whether or not you claim a home office on your deductions, you can claim the business portion of your phone and internet costs. You'll just want to make sure that you only deduct what you're directly spending on those things for your for your business. But you've got a lot of deduction there, Tony, uh, that a lot of times really is just overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people do. And I also think that phone and internet deductions are really going to come into play for a lot of people this year because so many people have been working from home due to COVID-19 as well. You know, that's a very good point. Health insurance is another significant area that self-employed people should be aware of. If you're covered are covering your own health insurance premiums and don't qualify to participate in a plan through a, spo- a spouse's employer, uh, you can deduct your health, your dental, your qualified long-term care insurance premiums. Additionally, you can du- deduct the premiums you pay to cover for your spouse and your dependents and your children who are 27 years old or younger. And at the end of the year, if you don't claim them as dependents, Uh, on your taxes. So you can deduct those premiums. And, you know, Tony, a lot of times, especially, and I'm speaking, as I say, directly to the self-employed right now, if you're paying premiums, uh, you know, for your, for your uh, family, obviously those premiums are deductible, but a lot of times, you know, it, it makes more sense to pay a little bit more in premium and have less of a, of a, a deductible uh, for, you know, your insurance. In other words, you can't deduct the premium and, uh, a lot of times it's hard to deduct the premium and your out of pocket deductibles because it just, the formulas don't work out right. But you, you can look at maximizing what you deduct on those premiums and minimize what the out-of-pocket costs may be for deductibles. It's a matter of just going through a little worksheet. But, um, you know, this is another opportunity to save some money, Tony. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, that's that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, if you're self-employed, you want to be working with somebody like yourself, Anthony, a financial professional. Uh, that's going to be a smart move because you provide these people, self-employed folks, with guidance not only on their taxes, but an overall financial strategy as well. And, you know, one thing, though, I'm always curious about is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think you're right that meal deductions can be a real source of confusion. You can deduct meals whenever you're traveling for business or at a business conference or entertaining a client. But don't forget that the meal can't be overly extravagant. The article also notes a temporary rule change on meal deduction. Through 2022, you can can deduct 100% of your meals as long as they're served in a restaurant. Previously, you could only deduct 50% of the meal costs if you kept your uh, receipt or 50% of the standard meal allowance if you have record of the time, place, and business purpose of the meal. So uh, a little bit more liberal now on the meals. Of course, it has to be a meal that you're sharing with a client or a business partner or a business conference. You know, so sure. obviously there's some some rules there. But um, that's another area that's uh, certainly uh, sometimes is overlooked. Well, and that's an interesting rule change. And I imagine that'll be a nice if temporary perk for a lot of self-employed people out there. So what do you have for us next? Well, I think the next critical subject is travel. I mean, simply put, to qualify for a tax deduction, 
Your business travel must be longer than one ordinary workday. It must include sleep or rest and take place outside of the area of your tax home, which generally is considered the city where your uh, business is located. Additionally, to qualify for a business trip, you need to have a specific business purpose scheduled before you leave home. And during the trip, you must engage in real business activity. Uh, Business activities include cultivating new clients and customers, meeting with clients and learning new skills that directly benefit your business. As the article notes, handing out your business card during a uh, a friend's Las Vegas bachelor party (laughs) doesn't make your trip a tax deductible business (laughs) expense. So you just have to be, I mean, if anything else, I mean, you know, you, you obviously, uh, but legitimate business expenses certainly qualify. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and it probably goes without saying, Anthony, if you travel a lot for your business, make sure you're keeping accurate records and receipts just in case the IRS gets curious about what you've been up to. Uh, what are some of the rules for a self-employed person's vehicle use? Well, that's another really good question. Uh, if you're using your car for business purposes, your costs for those uh, drives are tax deductible. This is another place where tidy record keeping is going to be really important because you'll want to track the date, the mileage, and the reason for each trip. It's important to not claim personal trips, obviously, as a business trip. But again, a good legitimate business trip or traveling for your business is all tax deductible. Yeah. So how does that deduction actually work? Well, the easiest step is to calculate deductions using the standard mileage rate that determines that's determined by the IRS. The standard mileage rate is 57.5 cents per mile in 2020 and 56 cents per mile in 2021. Simply write down the miles you've, dri- you've driven and then multiply them by the standard rate and then you get your total uh, deduction. Well, and here's an interesting question for you regarding taxes. Uh, this this is kind of moving away from self-employed uh, people's taxes to just general. Uh, but a friend of mine actually claimed that some gambling losses can be written off. Is that actually true? Well, it is true, Tony, although it's not without wrinkles. This deduction is only available if you itemize and it's limited to the total of gambling winnings you report as taxable income. So you should also note that in addition to the losses at casinos and racetracks, you can also deduct losses you've incurred through non-winning bingo cards, lottery tickets, and raffle tickets. Be sure to keep all of your gambling receipts. And the IRS also urges people to keep a daily diary of your gambling activity that details the dates and type of gambling, the name and location of the gambling uh, establishment, the names of the people you gambled with and the tallies of what you have won and lost. So you really, I mean, it would like anything else. You just have to have very good records. Well, uh, yeah. And you have to be reporting your winnings, which a lot of people, that's that's the (laughs) catch. I noticed you said that Anthony. And I think that's the kicker. I'm not a gambler. I don't like gambling. I don't gamble at all myself. But I do have friends, of course, who gamble and, and like to do that. And I'm sure some of our listeners out there 
uh, may gamble somewhat, whether it's a lottery or bingo or, you know, all the way they like to play cards or poker or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of people out there gamble. So that's why I thought I'd ask you that. And I think it is interesting that, you know, the, the key there, I think, to the whole thing is you have to be reporting your winnings, which I don't know if everybody, every gambler out there is totally reporting all their winnings like they're supposed to. So that's that's key. Well, you know what? Uh, on that fun note, we're out of time for today's show, Anthony. It just flew by. But before we go, why don't you let our listeners know if they want an overall income plan, tax plan, retirement plan, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. So please visit us at CrescentCityRetirement.com. We have uh, several offices here serving South Louisiana. Our main office is on Causeway in Metairie, uh, right by the lake. We also have an office on the North Shore in Mandeville, and we have an office in uh, Homa servicing Terrebonne and Lafouche Parish. Uh, but just look us up, CrescentCityRetirement.com, or give our office a call at 504-828-2171. We have scheduled little workshops on all sorts of things, taxes and retirement, Medicare, social security strategies, all of those things and these educational and fun little workshops. We'd love to have you come out uh, to see and just get educated on these areas in retirement. Not overly complicated, but you just want to have all of your options so you can make good choices. And at the end of the day, a good, solid, holistic retirement plan, as you mentioned, Tony, with estate and legacy planning and health care and investments and income and good tax strategies. Really, the, the, the five pieces, if you will, the five keys to a stress-free retirement is really all bundled up in those five areas. So we would just encourage you to give us a call, take advantage of our offer, and let's get together and just visit on your retirement and we can give you some options and you at least have something to compare and uh, we want to offer that to you. So thank you so much for joining us. And, and if you would, take advantage of this offer. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Kinjemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504-828-2171 or visit the website at crescentcityretirement.com. Com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Anthony Kinjemi and Crescent City Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.